Okay. Tov, okay. Parshas Re'eh. Parshas Re'eh. Um, again, before we start, again, a shout out to everybody supporting this year on uh, Patreon.com. And very much, very, very much appreciated. Parshas Re'eh um, begins a shift, a shift in Sefer Dvarim towards more uh, halachos. Some repeated, some new. Um, there's still, as you'll see, quite a lot of Moshe speaking and trying to inspire, etc. Um, but there is a shift, uh, which we'll find in the next Parshios next week. Shoftim, Kiseitze has the most mitzvos in the Chumash, uh, Kisovo as well. So it definitely is a bit of a shift. Moshe has been kind of like referencing the history of B'nai Yisrael for the last three Parshios. Now he kind of starts lining up some other uh, some other word less. So let's just we'll run through the through the parsha quickly, and then we'll talk about a couple of things. First thing Moshe says is he lines up a blessing and a curse around Israel. Right? He says, He said, "Check it out. I'm giving you a bracha, a cur- a blessing, and a klala, and a curse." Right? The bracha, if you listen to the mitzvos, and the curse, if you don't listen to the mitzvos, as you might expect. Um, so that's the first thing. Uh, he says you should. They should re. Explore these curses on Har Grizim and Har Eval. That's what Yeshua did. Certainly, uh, once they got into Eretz Yisrael, um, Moshe continues with the commandment to destroy all the Avodah when they get into Eretz Yisrael. Uh, he explains that they shouldn't have like individual mizbeachs all over the place. Rather, they should establish a central place for to bring the korbanos, i.e., the Mishkan, the Beis Hamikdash. Uh, he points out you should only eat certain korbanos in Yishalayim. Uh He said, on the flip side, it is mutter to eat meat outside of Yishalayim. If it's not a korban, you're allowed to just shecht, you know, and eat whatever you want. Uh, another uh, reminder not to copy all the rituals and the vodazara of the seven nations in Eretz Canaan. Uh, don't listen to a false prophet. Uh, along the same lines, he says you shouldn't listen to a mesis, which is someone who is trying to seduce other people to worship a vodazara. And then he continues along the same lines and says that if an entire city called an irniyadachas, really a majority of that city, uh, is worshiping a vodazara, the halachos are that they have to be destroyed, and all the property has to be uh, destroyed as well. Uh, there's a review of the halachos of kashrus, uh, and then he gets into the halachos of meiser. Uh, a little bit of Shemitah, he talks about Shemitah, which is obviously Shaykh nowadays with, with forgiving of loans, cancellation of loans at the end of Shemitah, which is coming up in a month. Um, and then he finishes off with the obligation to give tzedakah, to be kind to people who are down, people who are poor. He goes over the halachas of a Jewish slave, uh, talks about the firstborn cattle sheep given to Kosh uh, Baruch given to the Kohen, uh, and finally finishes off with uh, the reminder of an Aliyah Laregel, uh, lists off for the holidays, the umtif. Uh, you know, that's why this is a lot of the Kriya Torah we have on the Chagim is from the end of Parsha Re'e, right? The obligation to come to Yishalayim with Korbanos, etc. So a lot going on in the Parsha. Obviously, we're not going to hit all of it, especially since really we could spend the next, you know, half an hour talking about just the first Pasuk. Uh, the first Pasuk has a ton of Musr type and uh, inspirational Torah written about it. Uh, we're going to focus on, you know, one or two a- or three aspects of it, and then we'll kind of see what, if there's time for... We definitely will have time, but we'll t- talk about a couple other things. So the first pause just to recap. Re'e, check it out. See, look, and you could spend the time about why Moshe uses the language of seeing as opposed to hearing. Right? Sometimes we have Shema Yisrael, sometimes we have Re'e, see, okay, whatever, we're not going not to mention that right now, just if you're curious about looking into other things. Check it out. I'm giving you in front of you, I'm placing this in front of you today, a blessing and a curse. What's the bracha? The bracha is if when you listen to the mitzvahs of Hashem, 
that I'm placing, I'm commanding you today. If you don't listen to the mitzvos, and you stray from the path, which I am commanding you today, to go after false gods. So one thing that the Nesiva Shalom points out, uh, and others have noticed obviously as well, it says a strange emphasis on Hayom, on today. Moshe says, check it out, I'm giving you a bracha and a klala today. The bracha is that if you listen to the mitzvahs that I'm commanding you today. And the curse is if you don't listen to the mitzvahs that I'm commanding you today. And what's going on with this emphasis on Hayom? It says it three times in the first three psukim. So, you see the Shalom explains. They asked the Rebbe of Kavrin right, what the most important halacha is for a person to fulfill. Tells a story, you see the Shalom, Salonim Rebbe explains, tells a story, they asked him once, right? They asked the Rebbe of Kavrin, what's the most, what should I focus on? If I have one mitzvah, what should I do? So they expected him to say Shabbos, Kashrus, Taras, Mishpacha, all that type of stuff. You know what he said? Whatever halacha you're faced with right now. Today, Hayom, that's the most important halacha. Right? That Shabbos, that's in two days from now. Right? Kashrus, we're not eating right now. Right, but right now, whatever you're up to, right, not I mean, not like right now in the middle of this year, but right now, maybe your parents ask for something, or you're studying right now, or you're listening to a shir, whatever it is, someone asks you for a favor, that's the most important halacha. And that is the secret to Moshe's schmooze at the beginning of the week's parsha. You know what's the key to everything? You know what's the curse and the blessing in life? To be focused on the here and now. Right? The bracha and klal in your life is to be present. Right? Not to be thinking about what's coming in a week from now, not to be stressing about what happened two years ago, focusing on the task at hand, and going from task to task, and thereby accomplishing. Right? You know how many people are paralyzed because they're, they're too nervous about what will be and what won't be, and what was and what could have been? Right? There's only one thing in this world that you can control, and that's what's run right in front of you right now. Right? What's coming tomorrow, nobody knows. Right? If you have an opportunity to do chesed, that's do a mitzvah, to learn some Torah right now. So take advantage and be present. Don't be worrying about other things. Don't be checking your phone, right? Don't, how many people spend their lives, right? Nowadays, it's crazy. Someone showed me a picture the other day of, uh, of I don't like golf so much. I used to love playing golf, but I don't follow golf. Someone sent me a picture, two side-by-side pictures of, uh, I forget, some golfer, whatever it was, and maybe Tiger Woods. And the picture, nowadays, every single person... It was, about to, it was right before he was going to hit a shot. So every single person had their phone out, and they were videoing. First, the picture, let's say, I don't know, 15, 10 years ago, and nobody had their phone out. Right? You know how many people spend their lives videoing the present on their phones, taking videos that they will never watch? Right? Be present. Be focused on Hayom, on what's happening right now, and let it affect you. Right? And again, this is not even a Jewish concept. Right? If you pay attention to all like the inspiring LinkedIn, Instagram, TikTok stuff, right? that's all over the place. All these inspirational speakers are focusing on talking about focusing on the present. Right? Just because I'm a sports guy. So Russell Wilson is a quarterback. He plays in Denver now, whatever. He's playing on the Seahawks. So he gave a TED Talk just before Corona about what he called neutral thinking which allowed him to focus on something he had studied and something he had worked on, which allowed him to focus on in pressure situations right, by staying focused in the present and not worrying about what happened yesterday or what might happen in the next play, focusing on what's going on right now. Says to see the Shalom, that's Moshe's, Moshe's message. The blessing I'm going to give you is that what you can accomplish in life can only be accomplished right now. And the curse is, if you don't focus on right now, right, so then you'll be paralyzed for life. Right? You're worried about what will happen in the future, etc. So, again, just any project is, that's worth anything, right? Any long-term project, right? Anything you can think of, right? Is filled with a million little steps. 
And if those little steps don't get done because you're too busy worrying about the later steps, you never get to the later steps, right? Novelists don't write novels in a day. They spend hundreds of one hour writing slots creating a story. Movies aren't shot in a day. Every single shot takes hours, right? If you're gonna worry about post-production while you're filming the first scene of a movie, you'll never get there. Right now, yeah, now obviously, of course, Chacham enough, Barosho, you can't be blind to what might come. I'm not, like, I'm not saying you should, you know, eat tons of chocolate and soda the day before a marathon and, and because you're focusing on the here and now and this is what will make me feel good now and who cares about tomorrow? No, obviously, that's not what we're saying. Obviously, a person should think ahead, plan ahead, but that's it. You should only think, right? Don't stress, don't worry about what you can't control right now. Stay focused on what you're doing at the moment because that's where you accomplish. Right? You don't become a tzaddik or a tzaddikus in a day. Right? You don't learn shots in an hour. You don't become a doctor and a lawyer in a day. Right? It's thousands of one-minute slots. Right? If you never focus, let's just take studying. You guys are just starting college. If you never focus on what you're studying at the moment, right, you'll never get to where you know all the stuff for the test. You have to focus on what you're doing. You can't like you know be distracted by other things. So that's the bracha and the klal that Moshe is telling Am Yisrael. That's what the Torah is focusing on when it says the word Hayom three times. Uh, says in the Siva Shalom. Siva Shalom says further, another pshat in Hayom. What's the, what's the pshat of Hayom? He says very often, the Yitzhahara will, will do, is that, you guys ex- have experienced this, I'm sure, when you get a burst of inspiration, right? So, what is the first thing Yitzhahara does? He doesn't start like, being like, oh, that's stupid, don't do that. Because you're inspired, you're feeling it. Right, you're ready to roll. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't do that. What does he do? The first thing he does is, mm, don't do it right now. Just, great, amazing. You're so, you're so inspiring. You're so firm. Just do it later. Right? It's hard to tell you not to do it. He just tells you to do it later. And then all of a sudden, this comes up and that comes up. And all of a sudden, maybe it doesn't happen. He says, Moshe, no, no, no. Do it hayom. Right? The bracha is to do it today. If you have a mitzvah, you have inspiration, I do it right now. Do not delay. Right? So again, I've mentioned this story before. That uh, maybe a year ago, one of the people that on the block, Rachman uh, lost his father, and I just pushed off paying a shiva call until it was too late. I literally missed it. I just I was I lived on the block. I literally walk could have walked down three buildings and done the mitzvah. But I was I had this and I had that and okay. And all of a sudden it was you know Tuesday morning and he was getting up and I, and I missed it. When you feel an inspiration to do something, don't delay. Right, as Nesiva Shalom says, right, 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 the the strength of the holiness, the koch of holiness, right, gets weaker until it disappears completely. So the bracha is that if you, if you get the if you do it right away, so then you'll get the bracha. The, the curse is that this inspiration, this koch hakedusha, dissipates, and the holiness ebbs away. So it's crucial to grab onto Hayom, grab onto the moments of inspiration today and don't put off any good deeds, any inspiration that you're presented with. Right? Again, I don't need to quote all that. I will quote a bunch of Chazals, but there are many, many statements in Chazal that say like this. Right? The Mechot and Shmos, Mitzvah Habaliyadcha Altach Mitzena, don't let any Mitzvah become Chametz, become, right? Chametz takes 18 minutes to rise. Right? Don't let it become Chametz, don't delay. Gemar Nazir and Davchav Gimel, Lolam Yaktim Adam Ladvar Mitzvah, person should always get up and go do a Badvar Mitzvah. Psachim Dav Dalet, Zuzim Maktim Lamitzos, Brachos Davav, the Olam Yorot, Adam Ladvar Mitzvah, I feel a Bishabis, person should always run to do Mitzvos. Before you think I'm a great Tamachacham, these are all quoted in the Perik Zion of Messiah Zisharim, the Perik on. Zerizus, as if you guys have been uh, with us for Messias Yisharim, 
Zerizos tells us to get up and do mitzvahs and don't delay. And certainly nowadays, with all the distractions available to us, right, this mitzvah of Zerizos that we've been talking about right, is crucial to obtain. I would argue that most people nowadays who do not accomplish, accomplish spiritually as much as other people, like again, let's say if you have a group of 10 friends, right, the, low, the three people in the group who do not accomplish as much spiritually as everybody else, I would argue that they're not necessarily less righteous than their friends. Right? They're not necessarily less firm in their, as their friends. They're just slightly lazier. They're a bit more distracted by their phones or laptops or video games or they're studying or whatever. So they end up, they skip this learning session, they come late for that davening, they don't go to shul this day, and all of a sudden, it's been a month and a half, two months, you haven't been to shul and Shabbos, and now you're embarrassed to go back, because people are going to say, where have you been, etc. Yeah, you're not, it's interesting, you missed this year, you missed that year, what's the rabbi going to think? Eh, you start making excuses, right? And then all of a sudden, you're someone who hasn't gone to shul all year, right? And then you're just this type of person, you know, yeah, you know what, I don't go to shul. Right? How, did that ha- how does that happen? It happens slowly, because you just... I'm not kind of not in the mood. Yitzhar doesn't get you to fall off immediately. It's a progression, right? And a person has to guard themselves all the time, right? Because if you let your guard down, right? So then even for a few days, so then it's much, much, much harder to climb out of it. And this is such a bigger muster coming at the beginning of Chodesh Elul. Elul starts on Sunday, right? How many of us at the beginning of Elul, right? We're all inspired. Certainly the girls who have been back for a year, but even if you've just gone back, you'll see in Wayu and Turo talk about Elul, all the Shirim, right? Inspira- inspiring and Shul. Right? We're ready to roll. Shuva. Okay, here we go. How many of us happen so often? Turn around and all of a sudden it's like Erev Rosh Hashanah. Like you haven't done a single thing. Right? Or you get to like the Alchet on Yom Kippur without having prepped for a minute. Right? Where did all that inspiration go? Like wasn't it Rosh Chodesh Elul? Yeah, 40 days ago. Right? And if you wait, if you wait and you let it slip and all of a sudden you just, you know, you got caught, caught up in the beginning of college or the beginning of this and the beginning of that. And all of a sudden you're standing at Nilo without having done a single thing, right, for tshuva. That's what Moshe Rabbeinu is saying, right? At the moment of inspiration, hayom, do it today, don't waste. If you want to go this year, you want to go to that class, you want to do this mitzvah, give that tzedakah, don't put it off. Right, today there's a bracha and a klala. It's right here, it's right now. Right, That's the that's what's at stake. If you push it off, there'll be a klala. If you do it today, it's a, it's a tremendous bracha. Right, You have two choices, right, and uh, and and choose one way uh, or another. Okay. Um, I wanted to spend one minute talking about the klala, even though that's not the most pleasant uh, things to talk about, but you'll see that I think at least it's it's a little bit inspiring. Um and uh, I saw in the Ish Kodesh, the Piazetz Nareva, again, the Piazetz Nareva was murdered in the Holocaust. Uh, he wrote the Ish Kodesh in the Warsaw Ghetto, or he gave the Shurim over, probably wrote it down. I, I don't remember. There are different legends. They found the papers, whatever it was. Okay, Tachlas, he, he, he gave the Shurim over, or he wrote down these different Torah in, in the Warsaw Ghetto, Mamish, in the middle of the Holocaust. So he has an unbelievable few paragraphs, just a few. Right, about uh, this first pasuk. Again, again, he says, the, the, begin, Behold, I'm giving you a bracha and a klala. Bracha, you listen to this, so klala, if you don't. So Pizatzin Rebbe says, that we have to realize that everything's from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Right? Everything's from Hashem. Bracha and klala, everything. Hashem doesn't do anything without any reason or logic. For example, right? and, and Hashem has told us His ways, right, through the Torah. For example, we know there's something called Mida Keneged Mida. HaKadosh Baruch Hu pays back a person according to their Midos. Uh, according to their actions, etc. As an aside, right, Rabbi Victor Miller very often uh, is quoted as saying that uh, he gets very frustrated when people talk about the Holocaust as if, like, we don't understand God's ways. 
as if God obscured himself randomly and decided to be cruel for, for no reason whatsoever. And it's not a shmuz, but the Holocaust, and maybe we'll talk about when, the, when we get to Tochacha, when, when we get to the Tochacha, um, and uh, I don't know, we'll see if I'm inclined to put such things on a recording. But uh, basically, what Victor Miller points out, he says, no, Akash Baruch who showed us, he gave us the Torah, he explained to us as best as you know, we're able to understand how he acts Sometimes media can get media. If you read the Torah, a lot of the Holocaust stuff is in there. Um, but it, so basically, one of the things is very simply that if a person does mitzvahs, he'll be blessed, and if he does averos, chas to on the opposite. Again, Moshe is very clear at the beginning of the parsha. It says it straight out. Uh, you know, this is not. Uh, we're not trying to sugarcoat it. Uh, and it's one of the animamins, right? And I think it's number 10, 11, something like that. Animamin b'munishleima, right? I believe, right? Shabori yisbarach shemo kosh baruchu gomel tov l'misha yismor mitzvosav. It will do good for the, those who keep the mitzvos. V'yanish l'misha yavra mitzvosav, and it will punish. Someone who does not keep the mitzvahs. So this is again. This is, I'm just as pashup shah the first psukim, right in the parsha says the kodesh. Both the bracha and the klala are a tremendous simcha, right? Not only when we receive the reward, but also when we receive the punishment. And again, think about this. He's saying this in the Warsaw ghetto. I can't even imagine. But it says it says Pirzes the Rebbe the Balatanya writes that at the moment of Yisurim, when people are being, not Asur, Yisurim, but Yisurim with a Yud, right? when a person is being afflicted, at that moment when a person is suffering, a person recognizes their sins, says the Balatanya, because everybody deep in their hearts truly understands their own failings. I'll give you a perfect example. Two days ago, I went out for a run, and on my way back, I tripped over a piece of construction lying on the floor, lying on confet, I didn't see it. It was at night. It was it was lying down, right, just after like a, a step down into the street. I, it was like I slid into second base, except there was no dirt and there was no base. It was just rocks and and uh, I guess there was dirt, but rocks and concrete and I'm bleeding all over my arms and bruised up my knee, blood everywhere. It wasn't pretty. But immediately I realized that I had messed up a couple of things. First of all, I had been lax in wearing tzitzis. I had left my house about 20 minutes before sundown. Mitzvah of tzitzis is to wear, you got to wear tzitzis during the day. I have running tzitzis. I should, there's no reason for me not to wear it. Okay, so someone was going down. I just didn't put it on. Okay, that's A. B, I really should have ca- caught up on the dafyomi. I was a little bit behind the dafyomi, and I should have caught off, but I had chosen to go out and run. And third, I had chosen to listen to music instead of listening to the shir I usually listen to. The next morning, I realized this, one of the scrapes right where I put my tzvillin on. Right? Man, if you, I don't know, I would imagine you ladies have never wrapped uh, strips, straps of leather around fresh, open skin. It is not fun. And I immediately remembered that I was on I schedule. I've been scheduled to check my tefillin. You should really check your tefillin either twice, really the twice every seven years. And I'm I'm scheduled to check it, and I haven't checked it yet. So when you very clearly, a person is very able to figure out their own failings. But watch this. It says the Pizas Nareva in Balatanya. It's so true. When a person sees that a Koshbar who punishes a person for their failings, you don't get upset when, when you really understand that you deserve that type of punishment. You gain an imbuna bitachon. Right? You realize that a Koshbar who is the true dayan and the true shofet, and you get chizik. Why? Because if you got punished for this, right, you'll certainly get rewarded for all the mitzvahs that you do. Right? And, and, and not only that, we see that the, usually we see yisurim, we see affliction, we see pain and suffering as what we call Hester Panim, that Hashem is hiding His face from us. 
Right? That's what we usually say, right? When there's when there's pain and suffering, Hashem is hiding his face. But when you do a little bit of cheshbon nefesh, says the Piyazetz Rebbe, in the Warsaw Ghetto, you see that the opposite is true. Right? Really, Hashem is out in the open. Right? He's showing himself to be, right? Kosh Baruch Hu deals with the world, sometimes with Rachamim, sometimes with Din. And when a Kosh Baruch Hu judges, and we realize that we have been lax in a certain area, and he gives us a punishment in that area, it increases our awareness of Kosh Baruch Hu. It doesn't hide him, it increases our awareness. Right, a person eats treif, you deserve the canker sore. If a person gets a canker sore, like right afterwards, you're like, oh yeah, you know what, that probably wasn't as kosher as it should have been. And then you realize that, and again, you realize that a kosh baruch is really amochi, imo anochi bitzara. That's what the piece that's in the Rebbe quotes. Pausing at the and then a kosh baruch is imo anochi bitzara. I am with you in your pain, a kosh baruch is saying, or he is with us. Kosh baruch is kiviyachal, suffering with us. He's not hiding at all, he's really, really out in the open. But again, imagine, I can't, I can't get over that he's saying this in the Warsaw Ghetto right, with those pictures in my mind. But this, says the Rebbe, is a crucial understanding before you begin with Chodesh El. Because in Chodesh Av, and he doesn't say this in so many words, but it, we kind of like uh, to elaborate a little bit. In Chodesh Av, right, what's the purpose of having Av right before El? Right? I don't, not so many people talk about this, but Chodesh Av, you see the disaster and the response of the, the result of sins. Right, but Israel sinned, they got kicked out of their, their land, and they tremendous suffering. That's the whole Chodesh Av, or not the whole Chodesh Av, up until Tishbev, then it gets happier or whatever. But right after that, we have Chodesh Elul. Why? Because we see the Yisurim, and now we realize that Akash Baruch was closer than ever. Right now, Chodesh Elul, you're ready for Anila Dodi Vododi Li. Akash Baruch was close to us. Right, Hamelach Basada, the king is in the field. That's Chodesh Elul, that Akash Baruch was closer to us than ever. Uh, call out to Akash Baruch when he's here. So after the Yisurim, says the Pizan Sarebbe, you can realize the closeness of Akash Baruch, uh, and, and then you can also gain a tremendous chizik from, uh, from, uh, from hearing that, um, or from understanding that, and truly internalizing that. Um, okay. The. Uh, Tzedakah. You, we can't talk about Parshas or A without talking about Tzedakah. Um, there are so many psukim. Oh man, my battery, my computer is about to die. One second. I'm going to charge this. Hold on. I apologize. Sorry about that. Um, didn't want to cut off in the middle. So, tzedakah. You can't talk about Parshas for A without talking about tzedakah. There are tons of psukim uh, that talk about tzedakah, not only the halachos, but also the ashkafa uh, behind it. So many psukim. For example, Devarim Perik Tezvav Pasuk Yud. Yeah. It says, tain lo. Right? You should give tzedakah or give help to your friend. Vlo yiralav avachah b'sitachalo. Right? And you shouldn't feel bad in your heart when you give him. Because because of this, Hashem will bless you in everything that you do. Now, there's an unbelievable language in the Sefer Chinuch, right? Talking about the Mitzvah Tzedakah. Again, just to paraphrase, I just uh, see if I can get the language over here. It's quoted in, uh, in Rav Melech's Vera uh, Parsha. He says like this, yeah, unbelievable. He says, Don't think uh, oh no, this is early. Oh, this is later. We'll quote this in a minute. I, I take it back. Um, this is one second. Sorry, my apologies. I am in the wrong page. 
Ah, very good. Okay, let's just let's just paraphrase because it actually is a little bit longer than right. That 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 puzzle got one. That that little paragraph I'm gonna quote later. Um, let's just paraphrase here. That uh, the Chinuch says, anyone who understands the ways of the Torah, right, and even begins to understand its values, right, so it knows clearly that someone that type of person knows that someone who spends their money donating to certain things, spreads their money around, giving to other people, right, will be given more. Right? A person who gives tzedakah will inherently be giving more because that's the way of the Torah. Because the Kosh Baruch who judges a person based on their actions, like we said before, midah can I give midah, right? he sustains them with his blessings according to how a person, uh, how close a person is to, to that midah. So when a person who is, uh, when a person is miserly, so that puts up uh, an iron wall between him and a Baruch Hu, and a bracha of Parnassah, and a Shefa, that Hashem is trying to rain down. The mida of giving, says the Chinuch, is an essential part of the bracha, of getting, again, Hatzlacha, and Shefa, and Parnassah, etc. Uh, so someone who acts in this way is simply included in the bracha that a Baruch Hu rains down. Right? We've talked about how giving creates a love between people. Right? We talked about, uh, right, of Dessler's famous for, for explaining that. Um, that Ava is is uh, the word the two letter, middle letters of the word is Hav Hey Beis which means to give in Aramaic that giving leads to love but giving also leads to more receiving as we'll explain in a second there is a fascinating double language all throughout the parshas of Stucca one the one we just quoted here is Nason Titain is that Nason Titain Lo instead of just saying Titain Lo Tain Lo give him it says Nason Titain Lo. It says it twice. What basically what the Pasuk is saying is, I'm giving to you so you can give to him, says the Kaj Baruch right? I'm giving you money so you can give to the poor people. Right? Don't feel bad in your heart because that's exactly why Kaj Baruch will bless you. Right? There's a beautiful mashal of the Noam Eliezer. Not the Noam Elimelech, but the Noam Eliezer that the Melech quotes. It says, someone who's serving a big table. That's right. Say, imagine some wealthy guy has got 10 people around the table and uh, the host puts down a big plate of food in front of one guy. He's not giving it to the one guy. Right? He's obviously intending for the guy to distribute the food to someone else. Says in Omer Eliezer, that's how we have to look at our, our wealth, our riches, our blessings. Right? And, and even better with that mushal, who, who in their right mind is keeping that entire plate of food? Right? There's food for 10, there are 10 pieces of food. Right? You're sitting there at the table and you start gobbling down all 10 pieces. Like, what, what kind of chutzpah? What does that mean? Well, that, that, of course, that person is not supposed to eat all of it. That's how we need to view our wealth, right? Everyone on their own level, but that's how we have to view uh, our own wealth. And another example of the double lashon is, is Pazik says, Aser to Aser is called to us Sadecha. Mitzvah of Meiser doesn't say Aser, take Meiser. It says Aser to Aser. It says definitely take Meiser. So Gemara and Tainas Taftes, Refraining from saying that it's famous because maybe not everybody has heard of it, but pretty well known Dorash of the Gemara in Davtes and Tainus. Aser Bishvil Shetit Asher. Give Meiser, give 10% in order that you will become rich. That's the double language of Aser Taser. It says the Gemara, based on the Pasuk of Malachi, a person is never allowed to test the Kashparhu except for this. Right? There's, there's a lot of mitzvahs where we are promised reward. Right? Honor your parents. Famously, right? I said it again. I apologize. Honor your parents. Right? Keep it of the aim. So you'll get a long life. Right? A person's not allowed to test the Kosh Baruch Hu with that. The only thing you are allowed to test the Kosh Baruch Hu for is this. It's based on the Pazik Malachi. Pazik Malachi says, right? Bring all your miser. 
I'm sorry. And you can test me with this. Amar Hashem Tzvakos ki lo eftach lachem es arubos hashemayim varikos yilachem bracha abildai. Right. I'm gonna for sure open up the brachos, the open the wellsprings of of uh, of the sky, and I'll get you bracha until you say say enough. Right. We are allowed to test the kosh baruch based on our our meiser. Remelech quotes of Shimshkar and Shari Yosher says, Why is this? Why does giving tzedakah lead to wealth? And why is wealth dependent on giving meiser? It seems the opposite. It seems like you get $100 and you give 10 away, so now you are less wealthy. Right? So why does that then lead to more bracha? So Hashem Rishkab says in Shari Yosher in, in Hagdama, unbelievable. Great marshal, perfect marshal. It's like a king who puts someone in charge of a small part of his treasury. Right? If that guy takes good care of the money, right, does with it what the king wants, and manages that money well, so what happens? The guy gets promoted and he starts taking care of a bit more of the king's treasury. Right, and so forth and so on. Right, the guy is managing the king's money exactly how the king wants it, so the king's going to give him more of it. So that's the same thing with us. Right, the coach broker gives us money so we can live a Jewish lifestyle, and part of that is that we should be able to distribute it to others. Right, and give tzedakah, and not necessarily right, hoard all our money for, for our own types of things. Yes, we, again, we talked about last week, our own heshtadlus definitely earns us that money, but... That money is coming from Akash Baruch Hu. The bracha is coming from Akash Baruch Hu, and what he wants is for us to spread it around. Right? We are his shaliach to take care of his parnasa and to help other people. Right? Pesach says there in, in this week's parsha that unfortunately, right, there'll still there will always be poor people. Right? There will always be people to help out, and it's our job, the people who are blessed, to have enough money to to spread it around, uh, to give it out. Furthermore, the Torah says in this week's parsha, Perik Tesvav Pesach Gid Aleph. Right, for this thing, for forgiving tzedakah, Hashem will bless you. Therefore, I am commanding you about this mitzvah, lemor, to say, again, a double language, open up your hand to your brother. Says Rujin Rebbe, that's right, Rujin, right? Rujin Rebbe, right? Like, always like doing that. Um, from the, the from Rebbe, he quotes Rujin Rebbe, he says, what's lemor? There's an extra pasuk over there. There's an extra word in that pasuk. It says, It says, Therefore, I'm commanding you to say, or saying, as they transform Lamor, right? Translate Lamor. Open up your hands to your brother. Why didn't it just say, I'm commanding you to open up your hands to your brother? Why does it say, right? Therefore, I'm commanding you to open up your hand. I'm saying that you have to open up your hand. So it says the Regina Rebbe, Someone who gives, uh, uh, oh, he quotes a Gemara above Basra. Gemara above Basra, that Duff test. It says, someone who gives a penny to a poor person, he gets six brachos. But someone who is Mephiso Bedvarim, someone who makes him feel better as well, gets 11. And he says, that's what it means. Fascinating word, that not only are we commanded to give tzedakah monetarily, but we're also commanded to give tzedakah emotionally and mentally. Right? If the poor person is embarrassed to ask for tzedakah, for example, it's our, our job to speak to them and make them feel better. Right? With a smile, a word of encouragement. My wife is amazing at this, if I may just say so. She, uh, every time someone comes to the door, she offers them water, iced tea. Do you want something to eat, something to drink, a snack for the kids? She's much better at that than I am. I'm kind of like handing them five shekel and closing the door in their face. But that's Lamor. That's fulfilling this concept of Lamor to say to them, right? not only Pasok Tiftak, and we'll say in a second, right? to open up your hand, it says, in two ways, with the giving of the money and through through speaking to them and being nice to them. Kliyaka writes this as well. It says, this is the point 
of the double language throughout the entire parsha. Right? We mentioned nason titain, right? Give so that you shall give. Aser taser, right? We mentioned that. Pazik also says kivarech yevarechecha. Hashem will bless you doubly, right? Bless twice, right? Kivarech yevarechecha. That's the same word, blessing twice, right? The reward is double. Right? We said we just said now pasach tiftach. Open up your hand, right? Kliyakar says the dual language is for both the giving and the speaking. Right? Both give them tzedakah and speak to them and, and say nice things. The monetary support and the emotional support and then the bracha will be double double as well. Right? The pasach tiftach, open your hand and open your hearts. The chinuch writes this as well, and this is the language I wanted to quote before. It's fascinating. Fascinating language of the, of the chinuch. He says, Atabani, my son, al techshov she'inyan mitzvah tzedakah lo yerak be'ani asher in lo lechem isimla. Don't think that staka is limited to giving a poor person who doesn't have bread and clothing. I feel like we do that a lot. I definitely do that. That, that I think like the mitzvah staka is to give these poor people, who, homeless people living on the street, right, making sure they have enough money to buy bread and like whatever it is. It says, no. Because the Torah shows that a person should also right, do chesed. And the Torah commanded us to, to do what people need, what, what other Jews need, and, and regardless of what, what, you know, what it is, whatever we can contribute. Um, bottom line, I'm just again reading the Chinuch, anybody who benefits his friend, whether it's money, whether it's food, being b'shart srachav with any other type of his needs, oh, I feel him b'dvarim tovim, dvarim nichumim, even through speech, through nice words, through consolation, etc. Bechlal mitzvah sasdakahi. This is included in mitzvah in, in, in the mitzvah sasdaka uscharo harme baod, and his schar is tremendous. So Hashem wants us to give to all Jews, whether it be money or food or other types of needs. All the types of gifts, right? just because poor people, again, you guys probably don't have poor people coming to your door three, four, five times a week. Right? Just because you don't have that, it right, doesn't mean you can't get stuck all the time. Stucka starts at home. Chesed starts at home. Right? It continues with friends and family. Right? You may know people who are very wealthy monetarily, but other types of stucka, right? maybe mentally or emotionally, they may be lacking in other areas. Maybe we call that, as the Chinuch says, maybe some people call that chesed, gemilas chesed, but okay, fine, it's the same thing, right? Give to them as much uh, as you can, right? Again, it's not only, right, the dollar handouts that stuck is about, it's also about helping out your friends, right, in other ways, in, in, in other ways, with kind words, etc. Finally, one more pasuk. Again, pasuk tiftach is yadachalo. Pasuk finishes off and says, De machsoro asher yechsar lo. You have to give him day, in, day enough, machsoro, what he's missing, asher yachsar lo, whatever he is missing. Kumar and Ksuvas, and Samach Zayin, we get to it in the Daf Yomi says. What does that mean? That means even if a person is wealthy and he was used to riding around with a horse and a crier, right? Again, some people had servants announcing their presence coming, right? right crying out that, hey, this guy is coming. Even if a person is used to that type of wealth, so that's what you have to support and give him. Kumar tells a story about Hillel Zakin, who took a rich man who'd fallen on tough times, bought him a horse, bought him a runner, bought him a crier. A couple times you couldn't find a crier to a guy to run ahead, and couldn't find a guy to rent out, so he did it himself. Says Rav Chaim Shmuelevitz, that's usher, right? A king is not allowed to be mokal in his kavod. 
that Hillel Azakein was one of the Nisim. He was a Nasi. He was one of the Gedolim. It's also for a Rav at that, of that stature to belittle himself. Right? It's, not, it's not an issue of, like, I'm not interested in the Kavod. It's because Jews need to look up and see a Rav, a Nasi, uh, a king, and appreciate. It's like the office. You can't, you can't de- uh, denigrate the office. So how could he have done that? How could he have run before this guy like a simple Evid? Says Zuchar Shmulevitz, there's only one thing that could have obligated this Hillel uh, or, or made him do this, and that's Sakhanus Nefashos. Right? When, when uh, Pikuach Nefesh. Right? There's an obligation, says Rav Chaim, unbelievable. It's an obligation to, to get in touch with your friend's feelings or your, your Jews, a co, a fellow Jews' feelings. To really empathize with the other person, understand what they're going through. Hill understood that this guy, apparently, says Rav Chaim, must be. Because there'd be no other way that it'll be mutter for him to do this. Hill Azakin understood that this guy had become so desolate, so depressed by his livelihood falling apart, that it was pikuach nefesh. So Hillel felt obligated to run before him, to get him a horse and cry out just to make sure this guy didn't get depressed, to keep this guy, to make sure this guy kept his head up, right, didn't feel downtrodden, etc. Where does the Torah discuss mental health? There you go. Right. There are other places, but that's an example. Mental health, and now people think mental health nowadays is all the rage. No, it's a real thing. We are commanded to relate to our fellow Jews, right, not only for their material monetary needs, but also their mental, emotional needs as well. So just before Chodesh Elul, again, you know, you guys aren't really so much in the parasha of Tzedakah and Meister. Maybe some of you started working, right? Maybe some of you guys are, you know, maybe getting some money or whatever. So you, but you will be soon. It's a shem, right? Your first year, second year, third year at a, into college, it's not so far off. You'll be pulling in a salary, right? Again, let, think about Right, so, th- so that already, maybe you're not so shaykh to, but we're all definitely shaykh, right, to our friends' mental health, emotional stability, right, definitely take that to con- into consideration. Uh, we all have a lot to work on, Chodesh El this Sunday, but I would argue the mitzvahs ben and Chavero are supremely important, right, we know Chazal tell us that Yom Kippur atones for the mitzvahs ben and Chavero, as I'm sure you'll be starting to hear about soon, but it does not help for the mitzvahs ben and Chavero, what did I say, I said it wrong. No, Yom, Yom Kippur helps for Ben Adam Makom. What did I say? I don't remember. Anyway, Yom Kippur helps for Ben Adam Makom, but it doesn't help for Ben Adam Chavero. So let's do as much stuck on Ches as we can. Let's go into Elul fulfilling, fulfilling the puzzle. In this week's parsha, again a double lashon that when we're merciful, the Kadosh Baruch Hu gives mercy back to us. If we have mercy on others and we have rachamim uh, on our fellows and we kind of uh, help them out, so Mitzvah Shem Hakadosh Baruch will do the same for us. Amen. Can you ratzon? Uh, have a great, great Shabbos and a happy Rosh Chodesh, which is a women's holiday as well. Um, and we'll see you guys next week. Mitzvah Shem.